Butos Network. Hi, this is Evan Track with the Freebirds Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, it's all about Adepticon, as host JF is joined by a couple of special guests to talk all about what happened in the con. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to 40K Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Dubow. Oh my god, Matt's not doing the intro? You're wondering what's going on. Matt is not at Adepticon, and this is our live Adepticon... Wait, that's not live. We're still recording, but it's our Adepticon episode. Um, Ashley, as you knew from previous episode, couldn't make it to Adepticon this year, and we were Matt and I were super sad and very pissed and angry at the world. I was livid, he was livid, and then he abandons me. So <laughs> screw everything. I'm taking over, and I've decided to recruit a whole bunch of new people to just permanently. This is <laughs> this is news to Terrace. It's news to to everybody else. But I am firing Ashley and Matt. I may rehire Ashley because we like her, but I'm I'm just replacing everyone. With me is Devram, our producer. Devram, how are you I'm doing? Here and hey. You know what? After I think it was our second episode, I was told to not talk about drugs anymore. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was just him saying, Psst, "I love." You. Okay, that's a cola. Devrim's drinking cola. Anybody that knows Devrim, you understand what I mean. Alcoholism is A-OK. It's narcotic abuse None. that we have problems with. Alcoholism is A-A-OK. <laughs> and with me are my two new co-hosts, which are super awesome. Sexy, sexy Nathan. Nathan, introduce yourself. I don't uh, really know you. So. I don't. I don't. I just showed up today. Uh, hello, I'm Nathan. I may have kidnapped people. <laughs> uh, they said get in the van. I had no choice. I had windows on that van, painted, granted, but windows. <laughs> and also, uh, Owen, who I think uh, Devram kidnapped Owen. Yeah. Well, Nathan and Owen are both uh, from my hometown, and um, we were talking about coming down to... They were talking about coming down to Adepticon to do the team tournament, and I said, oh, you guys are going to have the most amazing time. So I hope, I hope that was right. Yeah. And I, mean, I hope I prepared you for the craziness that is Adepticon. No. no, no I didn't? No. no. <laughs> okay. It's been unreal. <laughs> I mean, it's been unexpected. Um, I'm Owen, by the way. I haven't been on this show, I don't think. No, right, Denver? No, okay. I've <laughs> no. been on a different show. Wait, you're show. not sure what shows you've been on? This is amazing. <laughs> I've been on, on some shows, oh, man. Oh, oh, Owen, Owen even... has been on my podcast, Out of the Basement Podcast. Oh. That's, that's the second Freebooters Network show in which I've plugged the Out of the Basement Podcast. Hey. I'm not even really sure what country I'm in, so... There you go. <laughs> like, really? That sounds like you're having a good weekend at Adepticon. Though. Yeah. Um, but oh, I just realized this is an this is an absolute 100% Canadian takeover of 40k radio. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's ours now. Yeah. Well, right. that's so Wait, no, it, it's been owned by Canadians for a while now. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but the, the co-hosts have all been American, except for you. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> in advance. In advance. Um, so okay, so this has got you guys. This is your first Adepticon. Is it your first? Uh, is it your first gaming con or gaming tournament? You guys have done some of the scene before. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm new to this. So, um, Devram mentioned he was going to Adepticon. I actually was already going to Adepticon by the time you'd mentioned it to mm-hmm. me. Slash, I found out through a friend. So you didn't actually mention it. <laughs> I was like, what? Devram's going. To- Adepticon is sweet. Um, I found it through about Adepticon. <laughs> You're a good friend. <laughs> listen, listen, I've been going for 
this is eight years in a row? Well, that's what Pat said. He's like, he always goes. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So and uh, every, every year I talk about it on our episodes. So if you would listen to the Out of the Basement <laughs> podcast, you would have heard me talk about Adepticon eight years in a row. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, uh, I only met you two weeks ago. Fair enough. Yeah. So. <laughs> Guilt trip successful. And it was in passing that you mentioned to someone else. You're like, blah, 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 Adepticon. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to that too. That but, was it. But this is this is number one um, for me, and I think for you. Yeah. Um, and a, and as a gaming con too. So um, I love it. The atmosphere is really really cool. Uh, everybody I've met has been awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's it's <laughs> until really. Now. It's, well, until, this is definitely. The yeah. Moment. I mean, up until up until five <laughs> minutes ago, everything was going great. Uh, but no, no, this is awesome. Um, and I'm definitely coming back next year. I think I, I, I caught a bit of the magic already and we're not done yet we only got tomorrow left uh at the team tournament and then it's 14 hours on the road to go home so yeah yay yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm familiar you, with that you flew in so right every year Hampered. i every year i've flown in up until this year and then apparently a few of my regular friends who are on the out of the base podcast are talking about coming down as well not necessarily to play games but just to check out the atmosphere see what it's like maybe take some painting classes and they're talking about driving down. So now I'm going to be driving down. Next year. Next year. That's All right. the plan. We want, we want to do like a convoy next year, so that might work. Yeah, that, that would work. Yeah. Um, although I think we're planning on, this is, I'm going to have to cut this out of the actual episode. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're planning on doing a two-day trip down. So it'll be, we'll leave like after work uh, Tuesday night, uh, spend the night in Hamilton, crash at my, at my sister's place. And then continue the rest of the trip the next day. Nice. All right, Deborah, edit out that last uh, minute and a half when we get to post. Uh, I'm Deborah. (laughs) (laughs) We know. (laughs) No, usually it's Matt. Oh, Matt. But but Matt's not here, so I'm going to have to take care of all of it. Oh, man. So we got to just keep prattling this random bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. You just have to listen to us talk for two hours. It needs to really be intricate about a bit of serious, some bullshit, a bit of serious. The more we do that, the more work it is for him. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Deborah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I'm fine leaving in all the bullshit. Because that's some of the, the the fun of listening to the show, and uh, and the more kind of banter and stuff there is between you guys, the better it is. Yeah, right. So, um, at what point? What we were talking about before you decided Adepticon. to put an edit? Adepticon. <laughs> Adep- uh, oh, good coming call. back to Adepticon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, being at Adepticon right now. Yes. So. You guys are doing the national team tournament. Very brave of you to jump in into that in your first year. That's what we, I did eight years ago. But back then, it was not the absolute clown show. Well, I don't want to call it a clown show because it's prerogative, <laughs> pejorative. Um, it, but it wasn't as insane as it is right now. Like it's still, it's a very well organized event. But yeah. there's a level of craziness that five hundred and twenty-two players. I think they said. Yeah, five twenty-two. Five twenty-two. Yeah, biggest, biggest ever. Yeah. So I don't know if that's propaganda or what, but no, 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 no. no, no. I believe it. There's a lot of people there. I'm like, yeah. And is that the only event that you guys signed up for the weekend? No, no. I'll let you talk a bit. Yeah, I'm talking more. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, was it yesterday? Yeah. What day is it? From Saturday? Yeah. So yesterday we did um Battle for Hell's Reach. Oh yeah. So Mm. the like 400 square feet of just full on city terrain. Big shout out to uh, Steve, the gentleman gamer, for putting that all together because he's a one man show. Yeah. Uh, organizing like 40 some players and just like all the walk ups and he puts on a great event and yeah. it's a lot of fun yeah, so yeah I had people we met yesterday from all over uh, that were like this is the greatest thing I've ever ever done and, and I wouldn't say that because I like 
a little more uh, of the competitive side of this, this event, I think. But um, but I'm it, casual scum, and so for great. me, it, it was, was fantastic. Great. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic event. Just like so, trays of dudes, you die, you get more dudes, you die, and just rinse and repeat over and over and over. It was on a scale that you cannot play at home. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm really getting the painting of the picture that Nathan is the 40k friendly player, and you right. may be less. I'm actually like not a competitive player. I oh, haven't okay. been a competitive <laughs> player up until like three months ago, um, where I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to Adepticon, and our team coach Joe, or coach, captain, <laughs> self-acclaimed both dictator, <laughs> dictator. Shouts out to Extreme Joe. Tabletop Gaming, Extreme Tabletop Gamer Joe. He's he's uh, a man with a dream, and uh, don't let it die, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Honestly, um, yeah. No, uh, I, where, what are we talking about? Uh, like extreme gaming? That you're the uh, you're the uh, hardcore competitive. Well, definitely pro. not. Definitely yeah. not. Uh, so I, I was asking what other events you had done. You guys said Battle for Elf Reach. Anything that's pretty else? much it. I was registered to do an X-wing event because I kind of dabble in X-wing, um, and I decided to not show up <laughs> because I just didn't want to get when beat am by a five-year-old. Well, that and and like, when am I gonna actually get to like just explore and yeah. bounce around and you know kind of see well, everything there is to see? Because otherwise, I'll just be like at a game table all day every day. Speak, speaking for myself, I'm I'm getting to the point where it's becoming very difficult for me to enjoy all the social aspects of Adepticon just because there are so many. I just this evening I had to bounce around between my 40k team for the team tournament. Uh, I have some friends that are local that just come here just to see the pageantry and enjoy and just to hang out. And then there's this recording. There's always so many different things. And I, I think Devrim probably lives the same thing. Like you get sucked into so many different things. It almost becomes difficult to do the gaming part yeah, of, right. of, well, like, of Adepticon. Today we had the, the team tournament, and I, I had buddies that I just made at Hell's Reach being like, yo, buddy, we're doing like a Blood Bowl tournament upstairs. If you get the chance, stop by and see it. So, like, in between games, run upstairs, see what they're doing, how the Blood Bowl's going, you know. Yeah. Run back downstairs, play more 40K. Like, all day Thursday, though, like, I made sure I had no events. Like, I mean, the 14-hour drive on Wednesday, and then, like, Murder. I wanted to have a chill Thursday. But, like, I just bounced around the, like, uh, vendors hall. I must have demoed, like, 15 different board games. Nice. Spent a fortune buying them. My yeah. wife is going to kill me. Um, but uh, like that, then just going to like the open gaming room, just playing board games and like just seeing the sights. Like, yeah. I yeah. think being my first year here, that was the best thing I could have done is just take in a take it all in. Take it all in. Because like yeah. if I had been like at the singles tournament on Thursday, like Thursday, Friday gaming, Saturday, Sunday, like you wouldn't see anything. Yeah. Like you gotta see it. It's unreal. Like also those singles games are like kind of soul crushing. Like, <laughs> like watching some of the games, I'm like God damn. Like why did you want to play against? This well, dude? especially if you're taking part in something like the championship, where yeah. it's yeah. literally win at all costs. Yeah. Like that is cut. Throat. That's not me. No. Like I like the team tournament because, um, like, even just like during the registration, the sign up, uh, the detachments were specific to Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't run something out of the back of the rowboat. Like it had to be, and the way they kind of designed it really kind of toned down the ability to power game. Right. I mean, it's like the competitive edge still exists no matter where you go. You know, but oh, absolutely. There, there's still there's still some lists that are. Clearly Strong. designed to yeah. win, be yeah to win, and <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. But also, just the way the the, the fact that the tournament is so huge. We we're talking about 522 players, over a hundred teams of four people. Depending on 
by the time you play two or three games, you end up within your sort of bracket. skill bracket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up playing people that are going to be roughly your level of either competence or just hunger for victory. Yeah. So it, it bounced itself out within the, by the end of the first day anyway. Yeah, like, that's what happened with us today is our first matchup was actually pretty easy. Like the, the guys were fairly new. Their armies, like, they weren't, like, familiar with them really well because they had, like, a guy drop out who was sick and then, like, they had to make some, like, last-minute changes and stuff. So we did really, really well, like, clean, like, uh, like 40-0 win or whatever. So then the second game, we got paired up with another team who had, like, a 40-0 victory the first game, which was just, like, they were just one of those crushing super victory teams. So we got an easy pass and then just absolutely, like, spanked the Passes second time. My, my team made that mistake last year. We yeah. Absolutely massacred our first team, and we were just high fiving each other, yeah. thinking that that was the best thing ever. The next two games were nightmares. Yeah, just very humbling. Yeah, and, it, uh, it's I, I say nightmares, but like the, the second game, we got crushed because we were playing like seventh edition summoning Zench army. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure most That's of our listeners saying. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry for all the nightmares, I guys. Miss those days. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do not. Uh, it was it was a terrible game, and we had like the only way we got any kind of victories that we decided we need to kill this greater demon and if we kill it we'll be happy and that's we, we the moral victory yeah we got that pirate victory but our opponents were super fun but it was clear that we had somehow uh, jumped into a league that we were <laughs> out of your we, we, class. Did, we did not yeah. belong there no yeah. Yeah, gotta throw the first game just then take easy seats well, the rest of the tourney I mean we kind of showed up this morning like we like the guys weren't ready to play us but we were ready to play them and it didn't matter you know like we weren't there to like just destroy them, but we were there to play 40k. So like we weren't there to you know uh, squeeze them out or you know if it doesn't matter if you're not ready, you know like you got to be ready. But we were ready to play 40k, and at the end of the day, we did. We got our games in, yeah. and it was one-sided. But sometimes you can't help that. Yeah. And to- tomorrow is like the next uh, is, is the, the sort of the the end of that tournament you, you got two more games coming yeah you're firmly set in your bracket and usually sunday unless you've won all your games and you feel like you actually have a chance of hitting um of, of, of hitting that that, that that like some of the top tables and having a chance of getting like top general or something like that you can take those two games so much more relaxed oh yeah for sure like there's not that pressure to like we're going to get to the finals like it's just like we have two more games. Let's just have our games, have some fun. Try try to get a decent score, some bragging yeah. rights, and just yeah. some cool narratives to, to to talk about, which is really what I'm aiming for. Assuming I make it to tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not looking good, guys. Really, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm this is just like this isn't inside baseball a bit, but right now my brother, who is a part of my team, went up to our room because he is sick. Oh. So one of I'm, our teammates went back to the yeah, hotel he wasn't tonight. Food. It's he the just, food, like, man. Down. The food is hard on you. Yeah, I think it is. Like too. travel food, like a lot of fast food, a lot of greasy yeah. food and stuff like that. Like your body's just not used. A lot of eight dollar pizza. A lot of like, eight dollar. Yeah. If you have the time pizza. to actually go and sit at the restaurant, like not not the big steak restaurant, yeah. but the little bar restaurant, um, the food there tends to be pretty decent. Yeah, and There's, less fast foody. We've been going to little garden. places just up. Yeah, up we've been like road. exploring like nearby, and we had like a little really good fantastic dinner tonight. Little places. Yeah, tonight was amazing. Yeah, like, we I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about a place in case you want to maybe afterwards because this is local to Chicago, and you really can't find anywhere else but we had the most amazing food I'm, I'm friends with one of the locals who always makes sure he has his car when he comes down here and so every once in a while he'll pick a couple of us up and just take us to some like places that only locals really know about 
Um, one time he drove us 45 minutes into town to go to the, the most amazing deep dish Chicago-style pizza place. He told me about this. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's nothing like the stuff you'll get in like the commercial deep dish places, which are kind of quiche is what you're eating. Yeah. This stuff was, it's unbelievable. So it, it's, it's well, good. I go to pizza, pizza K, K Radio. Yeah, 40K <laughs> Pizza Talk. I mean, frankly, like we'll, once we're done with the show, I'd like to also know about this, this amazing In the place, darkness of the 41st millennia, there is only delicious pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the emperor, like on his by golden the, by crust the grace pizza. Of the his golden, gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, it, um, assuming, like you, all, you guys already mentioned that you're probably coming back tomorrow. Well, assuming Nathan doesn't get murdered by his wife for spending all their kids' college money. Yeah. No kids. Just my wife's money. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, score, dude. Yeah, Who needs to eat that. for the next few months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, considering, like, I mean, we're all Canadians here, so we know the difference between Canadian food portions and American food portions. There right. is, like, it's, it is stark. Yeah. Um, you'll, I mean, personally, I'll be glad to not eat for a couple of days once I get home. Because <laughs> that's another problem. Like, as much as, much as I'll, I'll put down American food because the portions are huge, the food is kind of delicious, too. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily good for you, but the man, the thing that blows that blows me away is beer prices. Like, where else can you get a like a twelve pack of good beer for like eight bucks? Like, that's unreal. Like, what are you doing, Canada? I, I we 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 have import an tax. Un- import, import tax, tax. also yeah. an unhealthy love affair where it picks expensive craft beers, yes. microbreweries. Yes, yeah. Um. So okay, so you're coming back next year. Do you have any idea, like, what activities you'd want to do? Like, having had this first experience, yeah. like, what would you do again? What would you maybe change? Is there anything, like, okay, I've been talking about, about the friendly, but is there, like, any other events that you'd like to, like, dabble in that you've heard good things about? I mean, I think, I think, as expected, it was kind of, like, more clarifying to come. Only have that one event that was really structured being the team tournament on the Saturday, Sunday, and kind of seeing everything else. Like, we got to see... Like, well, we did Hell's Reach, and, like, we were around, and we, we you see other events as they're happening. Um, and definitely, like, I, yeah. I saw events that I'm like, next year I want to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, guys from the Long War running uh, a team doubles tournament, and that was, like, guys were in, like, costumes, and there's guys with, like, uh, drink eight beers during the game, and, you know, we'll give you a pack of blood letters, you know. <laughs> like, just, like, like crazy stuff that I'm like, I want to be part of that, you know. Um, and everybody seemed like they were having a really good time. And uh, I know the guys over at the Long War are awesome dudes, so um, it looked like a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely do Hell's Reach again. That was yeah. just un- unreal how good that was. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I'd probably want to try a few, like, like not 40k events like there's like the arena rex game tournaments going on there wild west exodus i think it has some stuff going on i'd like to check out um i'm debating the uh the team tournament again just because like we like the last few months were just like whip crack like team training drill exercises for like months and (laughs) that fucking killed me or is this a pg show am i allowed to swear Please go ahead. Okay, fuck it. Like, like <laughs> we have the explicit tag. It's okay. Not a yeah, no. Like, what? <laughs> I was told not to swear. I think you were told to to, told to tone, tone, it, tone down. it down. Yeah. I, I did start like one of our episodes by just saying the word fuck over and over again for like <laughs> ten thousand minutes. Yeah. But no, like it was a bit intense for me. Like I said earlier, I'm I'm pretty casual scum, so um, maybe not that. But like you said about the friendly, sounds pretty cool. So I might check that out. It seems cool, and then. Uh, 
I think there's a place for everybody. Yeah. In, 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 at Adepticon. Um, and still take a couple days off just to explore. And you, need, like, you need the day off. The day off's key. Yeah. The day off is key. Maybe bring my own lunch, but... Now, one, one thing you guys didn't mention is some of the non-activities, like non-gaming activities that are available as well. Things like if oh, you're the painting the classes painting, and everything, the painting yeah, yeah. courses. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, right. The the painting courses. Um, I remember the the first couple of years I came, I actually went pretty heavy on the courses because uh, I'm not a very good painter, and uh, you know any instruction is going to be better than no instruction at all. And just the the. The things that you learn in these courses, because they're being taught by some of the most amazing painters, people who are winning Crystal Brush uh, Awards, um, the, the techniques they'll teach you will not only make you a better painter, but will make you a faster painter too, which I found really, really helps. That's what I saw. I saw a workshop for um, like improving your technique mm -hmm. for speed, um, and that was something I actually, like, I've, I've been recently painting the Rising Sun box set. Uh, I was... I was Tr plugging away at these models and I just felt like I was not making progress quickly um, and like I'm super happy with the results you know I logged like 40 hours on some of these models but uh, yeah like that would be something I'd have to look into I, I feel like I've just been caught in the whirlwind vacuum uh, that is Adepticon right. um, and I haven't really been able to do any research while I'm here but it's more kind of like you see it and you're like I'm going to think about that later you know, or next year, for instance. Yeah. So. Or the airbrushing yeah. classes and stuff like that. Like, I don't have an airbrush, but I think it would have been cool to learn how to use one. Because, like, I could go buy one tomorrow, mm -hmm. get it home, and just be like, I have no idea your what wife, I'm doing. Your right. wife's not going to let you do that. No, I'm, there's no <laughs> way my wife would let me buy an airbrush. And, and that, just to, just to go on a tangent for an airbrush, this is a discussion I was having with some, some of uh, my teammates and some other friends here. Uh, one of the biggest problems that people have with airbrushing is that they will like spend the money. They'll buy like $150 for a compressor and like $100, $150, $200 for an airbrush, and they'll bring it home and they will not like one of the best classes you can take is how to maintain an airbrush because mm -hmm. they'll use it the first time. They'll not get the results they want because they're just playing around with it, and then it's not knowing how to do proper maintenance the next time they come to it it's clogged it's it's dirty it's hard to use it's so and they quickly give up feeling that they wasted like upwards of three hundred dollars yeah. and so being able to exactly what we're talking about is, i don't i don't think many seminars will give you a hands-on approach to using an airbrush but one of the first airbrush classes i took i think it was at adepticon like several years a long time ago <laughs> it was essentially 75% of it was this is how you maintain your airbrush so that it remains usable. Well, it's an investment, right? Like, that's going to be, like, the core piece of your hobby for a long time. Yeah, and it's a, it, it's a huge time savers. There's a lot of effects that you can do. There's really nothing you can do with an airbrush that you can't do with a brush, but you can do it faster. 10 times faster. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's worth... If you're going to get into it and you want to do more speed painting, knowing how to maintain an airbrush is, like, the very first step. Yeah, but that's, like... Like you were saying, like there's lots of non-gaming yeah. focused stuff going on here. And like when I like first signed up, I was like, I'm like, all right, so I need to remember to register for like these three things. And like scrolling through the list of everything that's there to register. It's overwhelming. For, like yeah. it's it was overwhelming. Yeah. Like yeah. unfortunately, like a couple events I signed up for got canceled because of like the big storm yeah. that hit the coast, so people couldn't get here. But just like it just takes forever to scroll through the list. And like I when people were like, yo, you want to come to Adepticon? I was like, yeah, I'm in. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I started scrolling through this list. I'm like, what did I agree to? Like, what is going on here? How big is this thing? Yeah. I, I have a few friends. Like, this, I, I have some teammates. They're 
second or third or even more years coming and when hotels went up i told them like hey hotels are up you should probably do a reservation and the mentality they had it's a hotel reservation i can wait a couple of days five hours later these were all gone yeah. yeah and the same thing like i had a bunch of friends from all over the united states like i've been raving to these people about adepticon is the place to be like if you're a hobbyist you like miniature even just board games you need to be at adepticon and these people like i told them hey registration for adepticon is this day you should register and Two days later, they come back. It's like, hey, I tried to register for Adepticon. Everything's taken. It's like, you were told. <laughs> the day of. Like, they're really, like, usually if there's an activity you want to do, it's going to get sold out pretty quickly. Registration gets sold out. It's it's this kind of activity. Because for a lot of people, and you're if you're not already there because it's your first time, it will get there very quickly. And I think you're already feeling the vibe just mentioning that you 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 already made friends from uh, from doing the, uh, the, 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 the Hell's Reach thing. For a lot of people, and Devrim is definitely the kind of guy. This is a family reunion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Like, I will often um, sign up for maybe two or three events. I'll end up missing two, two. out of three of them, <laughs> if not all three, because I'd much rather just be just spend time hanging out with people. Like, somebody wanted to do um, a demo game of Rising Sun, and it kind of it started about an hour before a, a, a not a class but an event I was supposed to go to. Well, fuck it. It took me three hours to finish that game, so I'm finishing that game. Yeah. And Is that you, your first time playing that? First game? time ever, yeah. It's a great I game. Love that. I love that super game. Fun. You guys stay on site, I assume, and like, you have a room here at the oh, Renaissance absolutely. and yourself as well? Or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And now, one thing I want to say is uh, we were talking about how registration goes by so quickly. Like, like for, for the VIG uh, upgrade to get the, the awesome, cool stuff in the bag, that when registration opened, before the... the Say the hundredth person actually clicked their uh, their save button to to pay for their VIG pass. All the VIGs were already gone. So um, it, it, this is something that goes by really quickly. I'm just gonna give a little plug for yeah. Terrace I was gonna Cassidy. say t- t- Terrace would probably want us the, the boss bossman would probably want us to plug something. So Geek here. Nation Tours runs a tour here, and the neat thing about the tour is because he. Um, has been doing this for so many years that he's actually kind of partnered with Adepticon. We get a week's uh, early entry to the to the um, to the uh, um, to the cart. Oh. So so we picked all of our stuff when no one else had access to it. So you can get anything, any class you want. The problem is with early registration, not all of the events have been posted yet. Yeah. But you can always add events later, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, you can, and you should constantly be checking back to see if new stuff has been posted. But once you filled your card up and, and yeah. you've already done like new stuff, you're not going to cancel other stuff for that. And the other cool thing is you never have to worry about getting a room because he the hotel leaves blocks of rooms only for people who are on the tour. Yeah. So shout out to Geek Nation's tour. Absolutely. I did the contest uh, to find the transparencies and the Adepticon uh, sheet. So if y'all could draw my name, that'd be dope. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm coming for you, Terry. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, Terry. <laughs> and, and another cool thing is we're talking about the social aspect of, of, the, of being here at Adepticon and, and being amongst family. Um, there are tour dinners every night. So sometimes it, it clashes with, uh, with some of the events you're doing. Sometimes you can end up missing some of those dinners. But even if you know not a single person at Adepticon, all of a sudden you've now got 30 people who you hang out with every night, you have meals with, you talk to industry leaders, you go out and have a, an awesome time playing games. Like today we got, we came back from a place called uh, Level 257 
um, where it's like a big arcade place. There's a bowling alley. We had some food. We went. We did some bowling. We played some games, cool. and we were doing it together as a group. So it it automatically gives you a, a little mini family that you can that you can talk to about, and you know that they're going to be interested in the same kind of stuff that you're interested in. Because you're all here together. Because you're all here together. Yeah. Exactly. You're here for a reason. Well, in our our uh, hotel, we bumped into tons of people who are at Adepticon, including oh, yeah, like just vendors and stuff like sure. that. And like you're like sitting there, and I'm like. I recognize you from the hallway at the hotel. Are you staying at such and such? They're like, yeah, I'm staying there. And all of a sudden now you're like, oh, sweet. Let's like hang out and stuff. Like we have breakfast with a couple guys, stuff sure. like that. Like I, it's unreal how quickly like, like people are drawn together. People are drawn together. Like it's just something about having like just something as small as like we're at Adepticon yeah. in common. Right. And all it's, of a sudden like boom. I, I think it has, and this is just my theory, it, it has to do a lot with, first of all, wargaming is sort of a corner case hobby and wargaming to the level of passion where you will travel to an event like Adepticon makes it sort of a corner case of a corner case mm -hmm. so when you can find this sort of tribe of people that are not only passionate about something the same thing you are but that to that level being all thrown into the same place it kind of transcends any other aspects of what separates individuals so being able to just walk into an elevator, seeing someone with their Adepticon pass, going, okay, well, you're clearly as crazy as I am in the Nerd. same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it makes it so that it's easy to have this kind of camaraderie. And let's not kid ourselves. Gamers tend to lean towards the sort of maybe more introverted, <laughs> antisocial, some socially awkward, sure. like maybe me. So having being able to remove a lot of these these layers to go through before being able to identify someone as one of your tribe makes it so much easier to to, to, to interact with people and have fun. Yeah, never have I been in an elevator where someone will just like jump into a conversation that someone that two other people are having. Yeah. Yeah. Never would I do that right. except at a desk. Except at a desk, for sure. <laughs> Even if these people, like, I would walk into an elevator at almost any other event and two people would be talking about something that I am passionate about. Mm -hmm. Hell, I write books. I would walk into an elevator and two people would be talking about my book. Right. I wouldn't say a word. Right. Because I, there's this, this, this sort of wall between strangers that an event like Adepticon melts. I, it was, and it's crazy too, because it would be so much like even while we were playing doubles, like people would just walk up to your table and just be like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Like, right. how you doing? Like, how's your game going? Like, what's up? And like stuff like that. And like people were just like coming into your life, even for like a little bit, just to hang out, um, like maybe have a beer or something like that, and then just like wander away. You may never see them again on the right. weekend, but like for that little bit, you made a friend for like you know ten minutes or whatever. Like, and no one's just like, "What are you doing? Go away!" Like. I don't know, it was cool. Yeah, one of the stories I tell a lot about of Adepticon, the, the, the day I sort of realized how deeply into this event I was, I was just walking down a corridor, going from one event to another, and crossed path with a guy who was, he was just carrying a, a stack of Dixie cup and a bottle of whiskey. He said, stop, pour some whiskey, give it to me, and went on his way. Right. Only later, um, sort of learned who he was and started playing with him, and now now he's a good friend that I only see at Adepticon, but like I know who he is. But it's just this fact that this guy remembered having played with me earlier at another Adepticon, so he had the whiskey and gave me. It's just this sort of reflex of I notice people just by this person by sight. I will do a kindness to him. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And we may be terrible with names, but we're usually pretty good with faces. faces. That guy, yeah. Oh, I know. I remember his name. Well, now I do. I do. Yeah. I'm awful with names. I usually am pretty awful with names. That's why they give you the name. Actually, that's actually, that's yeah. true, yeah. True. I <laughs> had a few people be like, oh, like, Nathan, what's up? I'd be like, I don't know who you are. Right. What's going on? And then it's it like, took, oh, it it's on my... It it's took right. me a while to clue in. A couple people were like, hey, uh, Owen, what's going on? And I'm like, how the hell do you know my name? It's magic. <laughs> and I didn't what really clue in this? for the first three yeah, I was times. Like, I, I don't know who you are, and I feel really bad that I forget you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I still I, feel, I, I still feel guilty for not recognizing Devra oh, last this, year. That, that was the best story. It was we're, amazing. We're in the vendor hall. And, I mean, I've, I've known his brother for... Four or five years, we've, we've yeah. gone on multiple tours together with through Geek Nation tours, not necessarily to Adepticon, not necessarily for gaming, but just traveling around to other things. So he and I have been friends for a while, and I've I've met JF. I had met JF a couple of times, and then JF became the host for 40K Radio, and then I was constantly kind of chatting or, or e- at least emailing back and forth. But of course, he'd only met me like say twice. Yeah. So even though I knew him through his brother. And we'd met a couple times. I knew exactly who he was. I know him from sight for the, for the longest time. But it's a good day when I remember my parents' face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know who you are. I'm like, dude, it's Devin. We've been talking for, like, months now uh, through and, email. And I, I believe my, re- my response to that was very specifically... <laughs> because I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't connect. This is a flesh and blood human being right. with a person I exchange emails with. Right, right. I email lots of people. Like <laughs> I am a not smart and b not a good person. So it's, it's not a combination that's conducive to social interactions. I'm a great cook, though. <laughs> for is, what it's worth, which is a great way to make friends. You know, one would say. Um, all right. Well. I don't know how long we want to go with this. Take as long as you like. We have the room for another 45 minutes. Awesome. Because we haven't like talked about 40K at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Right. Well, and that, and that, that happens a lot, actually. But that's actually what I noticed happened a lot at Adepticon, is you start your conversations with 40K, with 40K and you end up going on these... Tangents? Tangents just, of, about life and about... You know, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign you're not allowed back in there. <laughs> it's a security feature. Yeah, it's childproof. <laughs> the uh, the soda fridge is really hard to open. Um, so, so how can I, how can we go back to forty k? Um, well, you want to talk about some of the games you played? Yeah, I'll talk about some of the games. Well, let's just throw shade at some people. I don't want to throw shade. <laughs> um, admittedly, as much as like I. I, I like, there's, if there's one thing about this version of 40K Radio that I really enjoy is the fact that we don't do much negativity. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's negative, it's not worth talking about. Well, that's so, just it. Like, so, what, so far, what was... What uh, were some Hell's, awesome Re- Hell's Reach aside, we'll yeah. talk about Hell's Reach. I want to ask some questions about that later because I don't know... Yeah, I want to... But what was the best game on the team tournament that you've played so far? Um, so the team tournament atmosphere today was really, really cool. You know, like, in between games... Uh, you just kind of go around, look at the tables. Obviously, this morning we showed up for the showcase, and tons of awesome armies, tons of awesome showcases. Just like, like I think there was one. Uh, there was like the four chaos gods yeah. sitting down eating dinner together, and it was like the armies all like like serving them food. Um, the vault of Terrazine. Yeah, there was, was like a vault of Necron. Yeah, then the, and they had like some like dubstep playing, and, and it's like, like all like the the models were like on display on like turning. Turning with like blinking lights and stuff, like in his vault, and it's like music just jamming out. Yeah, um, orc racetrack. There was an orc racetrack, yeah, where they had actually like 
put the cars on an electric track and you could grab a like I guess it's a remote control type, like like a remote control car um, and you would race the cars around the track if you won what they, they give you, you a like bumper, bumper sticker, sticker and they, they had like car. a like a list of like the fastest boys like you could like get your name <laughs> get on there with your track time across. and it was like a big orc rocks like the meteor and the track like went through the rock and all around it and stuff like amazing that. amazing yeah. it's on the on the showcase hall actually yeah um, but that kind of stuff, like I think, like the, the games themselves, kind of plays second to. You know, there was like a certain magic with uh, just like the level of commitment people had put into. Um, I don't want to say aesthetic, but like the actual presentation of the hobby like, part of it, their passion for the hobby. Yeah, um, that just kind of like blew me away. And you know, you go up to somebody like I went up to these shout out to the uh, bad. I want to say Badlands Gaming. Uh, some dudes at uh, the states. Um, they had like a giant uh, corn, essentially temple, with like demons spilling out of it. And they were the guys that had uh, like when you would play against them, they had eight achievements. Everything was in, in like numbers of eight because mm-hmm. uh, corn's sacred number is eight. So it's just like do this eight times, you know, kill this monster, and if you complete all of our eight challenges, you know, like we'll reward you. Um, so it's like they took it further from don't don't just don't like just beat us like here's some like achievements you right. can try to achieve right. while playing us and like we want to see you do this you know so maybe their list was designed for like fame uh, but I don't think so I think it was designed to like have a good time and like inspire the players that like were playing against them to like this is more than just a game this is like a relationship building. Yeah. atmosphere because like I, I went up to those guys like you guys are awesome like I hope I get to play against you because um, this is this is super cool what you're doing and we sat and talked for about 10 minutes um, not even necessarily about the game like a little bit about the game but um, kind of beyond that so I mean that was that was a highlight for me and for me it was like seeing so many armies that are just like top tier not only in like necessarily build like yesterday or not yesterday at the singles but like well yesterday the single finals were yeah like some of the singles finals lists were just like expertly crafted like they were like works of art when it comes to list building and then seeing the armies that were literal works of art in terms of quality of model painting sculpting like um kit bashing and stuff like that like even being on the table against some of these like for me like lining up against uh the the guys gray knights were just absolutely perfectly painted like oh, they were God. beautiful gray knights and like for me it was like that was a huge highlight of the game like it's not so much playing and rolling the dice but just seeing those models mm-hmm. on the table against my like mediocre at best painted models um it was like it was just a great experience and seeing so many people just so talented and passionate about what they do like yeah. Uh, the Katachan guys who were like shirtless, wearing war paint. Like <laughs> they had, they had. A, I actually went over to the table to kind of hang out with them for a bit, and they had like a, a glass jug on a rope of like jungle juice, and they're like, "Dude, have a glass!" Like type thing. And I was like, "Sure." Yeah, the grog or the Katachan brew, I guess it is. Yeah, it's like green. I, I, I was fortunate Tasted enough like fruit. In, during my, my second game today was against those guys. Oh, okay. And they are just as cool to play against as you'd imagine them to be. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they do is that they have this kind of recruitment package that they give the teams that they play against, which have red bandanas, but it's recruitment package. Hey, so to is that, get you're wearing it, that right now? Yeah, that's what I'm wearing around my <laughs> neck right now. It, it, what, what, just a small tangent. One of the things that I do at Adepticon, most conventions, is whatever I receive... I will wear for the duration of the event. 
there are some Adepticons that I will be laden with garbage. And it's awesome. <laughs> it becomes a uniform. I should wear my. I'm metal. a trans. I transfer. I, yeah, I should be wearing my medal right now. I've, I've actually got into trouble with someone who says you should be wearing your medal. Um, but I, I played against these guys, and they, they give you this thing. But um, one of the conditions, quote quote, that they have is catacans do not fight with shirts. Yeah. So if you're recruited to accept the recruitment package, you need to play topless. So I had to uh, bite the bullet of all my body issues, <laughs> and they are numerous, <laughs> and all my anxieties, and because I really wanted to, you know, get in on the game and on, 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 on the that aspect of what they were doing. So we all played shirtless with our red bandanas around our heads or arms or whatever, and it was a blast because at the moment you pass that threshold of crazy... There's no going back. No, it's... And 40K, 40K friendly is probably the best event for that kind of thing, but when you have the right team, the right opponents, and the right atmosphere, and the right mindset, yeah, you can find that, that nugget of insane, insane gold also in the team And I tournament. think that, that last part there is probably the most important, the right mindset. Like, if you come in, like nose in the book ready to just grind some hammer it's the like the team tournament stuff like that like you said the friendlies isn't going to be the best environment for that like you're going to sort of be the well, odd duck out i think like if you're like hardcore like rule 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 dice 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 like people like at least for me i still think though that there's a place for those people probably you know, yeah. like adapticon still caters yeah, yeah. The yeah. There, there, there's a championship and the team tournament is vast enough that even just within that one tournament they'll they'll work themselves together and yes. that's like the beauty of it like, there, there, there's, like, a, there's a place for everyone yeah there's a place for the hardcore one and there's a place for the team that dress up as tiki gods and walk around with torches those guys are awesome are the uh the scottish army that marched into the bagpipe this morning oh my god that was amazing like everybody just starts cheering you know yeah. like it was, it was, but like it was I've sad. never been to a, like I've gone to a lot of like comic cons and stuff like that, and I've never seen that kind of like passion or that kind of just excitement, excitement or yeah. like willing to have fun mm -hmm. that I've seen at Adepticon. And just to connect it back to what something I was saying about recognizing your own, when just just to put this in context, this morning uh, while people were setting up their armies for the team tournament, uh, one of the teams made their grand entrance with a bagpipe. Um, blaring through the hall, and it was amazing. And immediately, when people saw that in the team tournament, there was no question about what's going on. What the hell is this? There was zero level of confusion. Yeah. Everyone understood. A team is making a special entrance, <laughs> and everybody cheered, <laughs> and it was a cool thing. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about Adepticon. Yeah, like, like, like being my first game, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And coming here, like, it's met all my expectations, like, and then some, like, it's exceeded them. And it's just, it's zany, like, the <laughs> amount of stuff that goes on and just there's people everywhere, but it doesn't feel, like, crowded. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel, like, claustrophobic being here, like, like some cons, but, well, like... to be fair, there's, like, this 15 seconds as you're trying to get your next matchup for your game where it does get oh, pretty... Yeah. Insane. Everybody's yeah, pretty converging. sweaty nerd cluster around yeah. a piece of paper. Know what table you're supposed to play at, but it's transient. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you're not too worried about like, like levels Fluids. of hygiene and stuff like that <laughs> in some some of the crowds, then like you'll be over it. But uh, all in all, though, like it's been just crazy. And like I really wish now, like I don't, I shouldn't say that, but for next time, I now know sort of a little bit more what I to expect and like what to prepare for. Like. Um, but even flying in blind, it's and like 
I haven't had a situation where people haven't been helpful. Like if you have a question about something or you're confused about something or like even just to learn more about the event, everyone's just like, yeah, man, I've got you. Like this is what's up. Like it's just such a cool experience. It's great for the hobby. I think that's, I think every hobby needs that kind of positive influence. And I think Adepticon's a hugely positive influence on the hobby in general. And, and just as, as a sideline, I don't want to get into the details of like the stuff that got announced. This is the kind of thing that if ever I rehire Ashley or maybe I'm Matt, <laughs> like let's say we bring him back into the fold, this is the kind of thing I want to go into more details about. So I don't want to talk about the obvious elephant in the room of all the announcement the Games Workshop did. The uh, deep cam. Yes. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Age of Sigmar expansion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, 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 that's exactly the kind of stuff I absolutely want to talk to them about. Of course, I'm going to talk about it because it's, you know, it's bits for conversions as far as I'm concerned. Um, well, kidding aside, I'm starting a Sylvaneth army, but I'm, I'm not betraying 40K, just on top of 40K. But one of the things about, um, what, what do you guys think about how Games Workshop, the new Games Workshop, has sort of, Involved itself, like is using Adepticon to sort of mingle more. Um, I I don't know if I have the perspective to know what Games Workshop is doing differently, um, but actually having visited, I visited Warhammer World back in February, so uh, I've had kind of like a blood transfusion for GW product line uh, <laughs> in the past couple months. Uh, uh, I I really think it's good. I think they could. Maybe I mean, they're catering to a, a very large audience, you know, and the speed that releases are coming out at um, is is exciting. Um, it can be a bit overwhelming because it's just like every week is just like something new, something new, new kit, new army, new expansion, new books, you know. And um, while there's a lot of people that want to buy those things, and uh, I mean, as 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 one person who's like, I only I can only collect so much, you know. Maybe chill out, but don't, 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 you know, like people love it and keep it coming. So, yeah, um, I, I think Warhammer community has a huge role in that because, like, I bumped into a few of the Warhammer community guys today and they're just like super down to earth, like, willing oh, to chat, like, they want to know what you think about stuff, like, they want your opinion. And I think we saw with the some of the big announcements, uh, the community survey like worked. Yeah. Like, they asked... They're actually listening. They, yeah, they listened yeah. to what people said. They said, like, what do you want? And everyone universally said, we want Deepkin. And that was their biggest announcement. Yeah. And I think that just blew people away. Like, they, like you, you took our advice, and, like, you heard the audience, you heard your customers, and you gave them what they asked for. And that's, that's brilliant. That's like, Duncan Rhodes. That's Duncan Rhodes. Like, <laughs> Duncan Rhodes, Duncan Donuts. Um, also, what a man. Like, yeah. this dude, I, I met him yesterday... Um, he knows how to pose for a photo. I gotta say, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, this dude has done this forty thousand times, um, and it, it's golden. Uh, He's got it down to a science. Yeah, and like <laughs> I think that kind so of many talents, that, so many talents. <laughs> Painter, part time. Yeah, because I know. think G Dub got a bit of a bad rep. Yeah, I know. Um, a few years ago, they had that a lot of like that lawsuit drama, um, the like uh, trademark drama stuff like that, and I think now they're getting away from sort of that corporate cold image and becoming much more of the like we want a hobby too um, and then you can every, everyone always sort of argues lots about pricing and blah 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 but like I don't really care about that it's the hobby you support your hobby yeah. um, and so but now that they're they're getting involved themselves and to me they seem 
as passionate about the game as the players rather than just being like we're putting out models by them right like it, it it's good to me it's reassuring to know that um the company i'm supporting it feels like they're supporting me back and helping with the hobby promoting the events like adepticon lvo like making announcements at these events shows that GW knows that we're having conventions for their product, that we're having stuff going on, and they want to be a part of it. And to me, that's amazing. Like, I think that's great. Just, yeah. like, don't take away my tide of traders. I swear to God. That's our, The nerf's coming in, like, two hours, no, man. Oh, please. Also, my poxwalkers, I don't want to pay extra for them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, play, I played a game against some Nurgle earlier, and I'm... Um, not down with Nurgle these days. Oh, I, come on. Oof, I, I, uh, I play yeah. Raven Guard. Stop giving my army's ability to everyone else. We had it first. Like, minus one <laughs> to hit outside 12. Let me have something unique. Like... <laughs> So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. You guys pretty much reflected everything I want to. I wanted to sort of suss out of this, like the idea did that now Games Workshop is using these events to do their announcements. Really, and there's a bunch of Games Workshop people here in the convention, and it's amazing what you were saying about Duncan and all these guys are super down to earth. Like you can literally just sit down, and have a beer he, with him. He chat actually, with him. he actually thanked me for coming up to him. Um, I asked him for a photo. He bossed it. Um, and then, like, we stopped and talked for a minute, and he was like, yeah, thank you for, like, coming up to us. Like, it means a lot to us. Maybe he's, like, paid to say that, but... Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that photo is getting framed. Like, it is a perfectly taken I'm, photograph. I'm putting it over my bed. I need to see that. You're not just printing it on a pillow? <laughs> yeah. No. It's a full-size body pillow. I thought I was yeah. just going to get a vinyl. Like, I was stretched over my car. on the 40K Radio Facebook page. Done. I might actually want to get a retake because I need to, my hair was kind of <laughs> didn't it didn't stack up. Wow, Duncan, man, that guy. It's a special moment when you suave motherfucker. <laughs> it's a special moment when you you get self conscious about your hair in, in a picture with a, a miniature painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. A celebrity, a, a, a pillar of the community, really, like a pillar of the hobby. No, absolutely. I actually, I actually, my my icebreaker to him was I have spent so much time in front of a computer screen with you, and he just. He just just laughed. He knew I was, I was joking. Yeah. An iPad alone, yeah. alone, <laughs> dark room. holding my brush, yeah. <laughs> just gripping it loosely. Those thin coats, mm, thin coats. Yeah. I actually told him I don't thin my paint, and he was just like shocked. Uh, he was just like, "You're a bloody awful chap," or <laughs> whatever the English say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he call you a bugger? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it was just to put things into perspective. Like for. The, 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 I, I guess one of the things is like, uh, especially with, I know, it's gonna sound pejorative, but quote unquote minor celebrities like people like Duncan who are celebrities within very limited niche sort of, communities. Yeah, yeah, niche communities. Um, the people who do know them will have this sort of reflex, like, oh well, you know, it's Duncan Rose. Like, I can't approach him. Like, he must be busy. He must have other things to think about. He is so important. He is not. No. <laughs> and. The thing is, like, when you're, especially when you're passionate about something, like these guys are probably passionate about their work at Games Workshop. Having people come up to you and saying that they appreciate the work that you put into that passion must mean so much to them. And navigating events where people are too shy to interact with them, which probably happens a lot. Going back to the introverted gamer, yeah. uh, exactly. Yeah, it's makes it kind of difficult to gouge the um, exactly how appreciated things are because I mean a lot of the work he does is in front of a camera like, he doesn't 
like from his perspective, he's talking to a device. And I always giving... thought it was a live studio audience myself, but that's what I like to picture. <laughs> no, it's mind. all it's all canned laughter. <laughs> yeah. A laugh track, yeah. exactly. But that's the thing. Like he, basically, he's teaching a camera how to paint during all these videos, so it, there's no immediate feedback. It must be very difficult for, for, for people like that to, to get that appreciation. So doing what you did, like that gratitude is, I, I'm 99% sure, is not artificial. He's not paid to be grateful. Yeah, yeah. He is because that is the human interaction that's the quote-unquote reward to what he's doing by teaching a, a camera how to paint. And I, think, I think, too, like I always like to shout them out, the mini wargaming guys. Um, they're a a big deal, I think, in, in the Warhammer community. Um, they're Canadian. Um, they're, they've always been really friendly to me when I've met them. Um, and I think sort of they have that sort of minor celebrity status in the community as well. Um, and I think it's the exact same thing that you were saying with Duncan there is like, they always seem sort of really humble about like, thank you, like we appreciate that you guys are enjoying the content, stuff like that. They'll pose for pictures. Nowhere near as perfect as uh duncan's photos but not, i mean not even close but uh but still like it's it's neat to see like some of these people who are like in this niche group just like being appreciated helping the hobby grow and doing stuff for the community and things like that like it's it's cool i love it like it's and it's something you don't always get to see like in like if you go to like an nhl game and you meet like some of these Canadian moments here. Um, meet some of the players. Some players are really great about it. Other players are like, I can't be bothered with you. I got shit to do. I mean, at least the food's priced the same. The food's priced <laughs> the same. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the final message, and I, I think we're probably getting to the point where we can leave sort of the audience with that, is if ever you're in a situation where you can swarm Duncan and lavish him with so much praise that he you just turns into a singularity of self-consciousness, do so. Destroy him. <laughs> With kindness. Well, yeah, with, kind with, with kindness. kindness. <laughs> I'm not advocating actual super villainy, although if you do it like with like a death ray from Orbit, by all means, <laughs> I'm not going to stop you because I can't. I'm not James Bond. But no, absolutely. Like the 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 point of this 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 stupid rant I'm going on is like, yeah, if if you are in a situation where you can stop a Duncan Rose or or Dan Abnett and just tell them how much you appreciate their work, absolutely do so. I want more Eisenhorn books. Then uh, who else? Dan Abnett, yeah. Like, have you read Magos? No. No? Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to gush for, like, five seconds here, but the newest Dan Abnett book, amazing. Like, to die for, buy it. Um, but, no, uh, speaking of new releases, um, I want to go on a little 40, 40K rant here about uh, what do we think is going to happen with Primarchs? I want to I want to hear some other people's uh, ideas because we've got Magnus, we've got Mortarian, we've got Big Bobby G. Um, who else is? Uh... <laughs> um, I, here's what I was thinking uh, when I heard that they were doing this whole Primaris thing and that Reboot Gloomon was coming back. Um, I, for some reason, have it in my head that we're going to see the loss of the Emperor. The Emperor is finally going to uh, let go of that grip that he has on the last of his life. It's and when, heresy. I know. And, and when the Golden Throne finally fails and his life ebbs away, all of a sudden we're going to have another civil war. And yeah. it's going to be Dorne versus Gulliman. You know what? I hope that's, Dorne wins. I also hope Dorne wins. Um, that would be really cool. He's, he's the father of my chapter. <laughs> yeah, and Gilliman sucks. Um, <laughs> what a jerk. Um, he's already. He means, he means yeah, well. Or we'll plug him in instead. 
he's already what what did they call him the spiritual liege liege of the I don't know how many yeah, people but, but call him he's, that he's, <laughs> he's not that like, word calls him that. Yeah. maybe they'd bring back Magnus from I don't think he's dead he's just lost in the warp Magnus so. is. Magnus is back. Magnus is back. Is he back? Yeah. Magnus, he's the big demon prince. I saw, a, I saw about 80 of them today. Yeah. <laughs> Magnus is out there. I was going to say, maybe Magnus <laughs> comes, in multitudes. Yeah. Maybe Magnus comes back and he gets plugged into the throne. The because he's the only psyker who's powerful enough to actually come close to the Emperor. Well, there's... It would be interesting as a redemption tale. Yeah. yeah. That he, like, takes it upon him. Because, I mean, really, we all know Magnus did nothing wrong. Right. Um, Except he, he suffered from the, the one um, failure of hubris. Yeah. yeah. He thought he knew better than the Emperor. Which, I mean, yeah, which you could say for... See, fun fact about that, like, that just reminded me of something is about hubris was um, a lot of people say that about the Iron Hands. Mm-hmm. That, like, to them, the Emperor's perfect crafted bodies that he gave the Space Marines wasn't good enough, so right. they had to upgrade it with machines. And right. To me, I was like, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. Like, that's almost heretical yeah. in, in thinking. But um, then again, the the Emperor did make that pact with the, um, the Mechanicum God. Yeah. And they, the, the two kind of worked together, and the Mechanicum is all about replacing body parts. Yeah. So it, it, it does sort of flow with, with that... Um, with that partnership? Yeah. There, there's also, like, this one threshold with Magnus that other chapters, like the Iron Hands, haven't, haven't threaded is actual dealing with chaos. Right, yeah. And that that is, like, the step too far. Yeah. That, I've I seen mean, the model. He's pretty demonic right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, contrary to the Iron Fist, while the Iron Fists are very mechanical, they're not just powder in glowing armors. They're, like, yeah. they're... Much still alive, yeah. So that that could be considered a uh, a good selling point, yeah. Because I I remember there was um, a Space Wolf book that came out not too long ago that had a good quote in it about the Primarchs, where um, their Yarm Stormcaller, I think Yarm Stormcaller, something like that, like Jal Jal, like Wolf <laughs> Yarl. Fang Bone. Teeth. Howl, moon, fang, tooth, wolfer um, <laughs> had a vision. Yeah, him. Yeah, he had a vision or something, and he's like, I saw like through the warp a streak of, uh, or like a thunderbolt riding a streak of something, and then like uh, um, an assassin from the shadows strike the foes of the emperor, and he sort of mentioned like all these things, and each one was like an homage to like a different chapter that right. he saw. And so a lot of people took that as, like, these are the Primarchs that come right. back. Jagatai Khan's coming back from the warp. Nice. Um, Korax is coming back from the warp. Um, Lehman Russ is coming back from the warp. Like, these guys... Redcon everybody! Yeah, retcon <laughs> all the stories, right? Like, um, but, like, I, like, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of the Primarchs were left open-ended. Yeah. They, they went into the Eye of Terror or whatever, and they, they, no one knows what happened to them. Uh, Dorn is disguised as a guard on the Imperial Palace. I'm positive. Like he's been there the whole time. He's a little too large, though, to be just be he's a, a regular guy. He's pretending to be a statue. Custodes. He's a custode. He's got a six <laughs> up. Custodes. Yeah, two up. I mean, they're ball. pretty big. Yeah. Um, but like, um, then the new um, Marathi model that came out in Age of Sigmar, where she has like her like witch form, and then yeah. she transforms into the giant serpent. Um, a lot of people are saying, like, it would be amazing if they did something like that with Russ. Because right. of the Wolfen gene problem mm-hmm. where he comes out and he's his big Primark self, but then he has a separate model that he transforms, which is basically a giant fuck-off werewolf. Right. Which would be bad. Like, personally, if you couldn't tell from earlier, I'm not a fan of the Space Wolves. Um, I think... It kind of sounds like you're gushing on them right now. Well, a little bit. 
You know if, if, they, if one of them was a fuck off werewolf, <laughs> if one of them was a fuck off werewolf, maybe. Like I'm a Raven Guard player through yeah. and through, always have been. But like, um, it would be cool. It would. That's like one of the primarchs. I could see them doing something cool like that. Like you could. Like I mean, Korax comes back and turns into a big bird. Like, yeah. eh. Like Jagged Tycon turns into a lightning bolt. Like oh. it's hard to make it work. But that's one of the primarchs I think would be cool to have this transforming model. Right. Like, right. It, and there definitely is something in their gene that causes the wolfen. Yeah. So it would make sense if that were present in the Primarch. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my theory in general for the, the, the Primarchs, I don't think they're going to bring back Primarchs that don't make sense to bring back. But like you were saying, there's a lot of them that are left open-ended, probably on purpose, purpose so that they could be at some point yeah. you reuse. Like if Sanguinius comes back, I'll be pissed. Yeah, yeah Sanguinius, though, because he's, he gave his life in, in protection of the Emperor, so and, he has to die. Yeah, yeah. And, and removing that, retconning that, just diminishes the whole sacrifice. Whole and that is yeah. such an important part And then I will retract my earlier statement about, like, GW being great for the community right. and all that that we talked right. about. I will redact that, because it will just be crushing. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're talking about some some primarchs that just like disappear in the war, of quote unquote, like you talk about uh, about Khan, Khan, like the idea of what has he been doing for ten thousand years that he comes back? I mean, how well, cool how cool is his motorbike now? Yeah. Have you seen for, his motorcycle? For ten years, though, for him, <laughs> not it, it could have only been <laughs> ten years or hundred years. Not but necessarily ten thousand because time so doesn't different move in the warp. The same in the it warp. Could have been Assuming one that, day. But, yeah, but yeah. also he left in the warp doesn't mean he spent all his time there. Sure. Or he might have just popped out. For all we know, like he built an entire empire. Like if you, Games Workshop does tend to sort of borrow things historically. Like the idea of having Jedekai Khan having basically built himself his own amp- part of the of an empire mm-hmm. in in in, in uh, an obscured portion of the galaxy right. mm-hmm. would be amazing. Like it's something that feels that. It would fit with the character. They, they yeah. could go into so many di- different directions. And what's interesting is each of these primarchs, especially the ones that are disappeared, are very unique in how you, what direction you could give them. Like you were talking about Rogel Darn, Dorn having like just basically staying on Terra and just mm-hmm. base in hiding. That sounds like a cool idea, even right. though it may not be logical, but. As a guy whose entire purpose is a defender of Terra, the idea that he stays there, even unknown and incognito, just waiting for something to go down on Terra to be there, fits. And it would be interesting. Yeah, and they confirmed in the Dark Angels Codex that Lionel Johnson's recovered from his injuries and he's just hanging out in the bowels of the rock, right. waiting for the time to come out. So and him and Bobby G don't get along at all. That is true. Because he should have been. Not many people really get along with the lion. No, see, I really like the lion. It's like I know some people are just like, ah, he's dumb. But like, I really like the lion. I think he's a great character. I think so too. Yeah. Well, you were, you played Dark Angels. Yeah, but I didn't fall in love with Lionel Johnson first. Oh. It took took a while of him charming you. Yeah. yeah. It's right. the hair that got it's me. The hair. <laughs> yeah. Just those flowing golden locks. Like damn. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not Sanguinius, but, you know... Yeah, it's a close second. <laughs> exactly, and Sanguinius is dead, so... Yeah, you got to take your battles. Yeah. Exactly. So, do you guys have, like, any final statements that you want to do? Do you want to give us, like, about 40K, about Adepticon, about yourself as a player? Any, any, anything that you want to just leave our listeners with? I just want to say to all the people that aren't at Adepticon... <laughs> yeah, you're missing That's out. That's not it? Oh, you're okay. missing out. You're missing out. And if you want to check it out, you should... Um, you can follow me. I don't know if you guys like are cool with me plugging this, but no, absolutely go. You right can check ahead. out photos. Uh, I like to share photos of things uh, and all stuff 40k. 
uh, at 613chaos um, on Instagram. So uh, I've been posting a lot of stuff about Adepticon there, and if you're more of a visual person like myself, check it out. You know, it might inspire you to come next year. So I'll be here. Um, I guess for me, like, I've only been, like, hard, like hardcore in the hobby for a little under a year now. Um, I was a big lore nerd before that because I couldn't afford to play. Um, and so then um, I'd just say, like, it can be intimidating at first, especially if, like, you're getting into with a group of people who have been are veterans at it. But just, like, get through that first grind, that first hump, and then everything clicks and it just flows. And don't be afraid to ask for help or ask questions and stuff like that. Um, like... I think one of the best things you can do is find a local group. Yeah. Uh, even if it's only like two or three people who are in your area who you can talk to about it. Yeah. Because yeah. they will fuel your desire to, to build, to paint, and then ultimately to play the game. Well, that's how that's how I elevated my level of the hobby, mm-hmm. right, was I went from having a, a bunch of models at home that I was painting and playing with my friends, and it kind of, not that it wasn't going anywhere, you know what I mean, but like that next step was involving myself with a community of people who were as passionate about this as I was, or at least dedicated, you know. Maybe I wasn't passionate about it right away, but that's how I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm here today. Me. Well, I met you through that community, <laughs> right? It's not how you met me. It's true. He it's remembers true. how he's met everyone. I no, I, I never superpowers. No, no, no one no. remembers it's how true. he met him. It's no, true. No, it's not how you met me, but it's it's how we furthered our relationship. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had never really had a more than "Hey, how you doing?" type of relationship. Yeah, because I know you through your wife. Yes, she's the first person that I met, and she's involved in another hobby that I'm totally into, which is roller derby. Yeah, and and that's how, that's initially how we met. It's but, true. But the t- but the way we actually but I didn't started feel like talking, I really met you. Yeah, yet, exactly. Right? We, yeah. we didn't really start talking. Um, Is this on, where I plug my Instagram? Sure. Do you want to post? If you, if you hey, like, ruining my moment. If you uh, like photos of my dog and uh, some occasional <laughs> selfies with my wife, uh, you can check out Pierogus Con on uh, Instagram. Con spelled incorrectly, K-A-H-N. Um, Nobody's going to follow that. that I mean, That's a hard oh, sell. Oh, no, I'm signing up. That's yeah. a hard sell. There's photos of your dogs, you <laughs> say. Photos of my dog. We have a cardigan corgi. Um, <laughs> selfies of your wife and you. Yeah, man. And you. It's all about being the, like, ultimate middle-class Caucasian family <laughs> on this Instagram, you know? So white and Canadian. So white and you Canadian. You might as well be hurts. curtsy on the poutine. Oh, man, we are. We are. There's lots of gravy, too. So there's my plug. And too much information. How about you, Devin? Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, f- <laughs> join the, or join us, I was going to say, on the Free Buddhist Forum, but that's unfortunately going away. That was really the community that got me super involved in the hobby and with the loss of it I, I don't know what sort of long term impact it's going to have on on like the, the amazing group of people that I met through the, that, that forum um, however there is the 40k radio Facebook page mm-hmm. um, that's still going to go strong there's still the, the Freebooters Network Facebook page that's going to go strong so that we're kind of moving the, the, the isolated chatter that we used to have in this very very isolated forum we're moving that into kind of onto the Facebook. Right. And that's, that's where you're going to get some of that interaction. Um, hopefully people will still be as open to, to talking about the hobby when it's kind of out in the open. So a, a lot of people may not be comfortable sharing the fact that they have like this nerd hobby. So when we were in a private forum, the way it was with the Freebooters forum, um, it's it's the only people who had access to that were people who you know are totally into it, 
whereas now you're kind of putting yourself out in the open on Facebook where, you know, your grandmother might see it or your neighbors might see it. So it, it, it might change the dynamic of the interaction, but I'm, I'm hoping that long-term it'll still be a super tight-knit community. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be shy. Get out yeah. there. Share, I, share your hobby. I agree. And I, I'm not... This is totally not because Terrace threatened me, but I'm going to be way more active on the Facebook page. Terrace is not putting a gun to my head at all about this. I have not received multiple emails telling me to be more active and post more pictures. He's not here I'm right just, now. He's not holding he, up this sign telling you what to say. at all. Like, none of this, none of this happening. But coincidentally, I will be more active. I've already started posting a bit more things, and I've got to take some pictures about Lepticon. I'm going to try to have a bit of a report, and I think uh, Matthew and Ashley are also going to be participating a lot more. It's just, for me, on a personal basis, the Facebook page is a bit easier just because it's one less thing to check. Sure. And, and one of the things that we have been doing for a really long time are things like the painting challenge, so the hobby challenge. So at the beginning of every year in January, we set up a, a series of, all you have to do is build, like, build and paint one unit or one objective, uh, set of objective markers or um, a terrain piece or whatever so each month. And that way you get to add to your army over the course of the year, so you're doing it slowly. And because you're, you're doing it as part of a challenge with some other people, then you at least have like some friendly rivalries or, or, or they, they help kind of push you along. A little and, and healthy competition. Yeah, but but they, they give you the impetus to, to finish off what you're working for that month. Yeah. And then another thing that we, we would do is the, the Secret Santa. I really hope that continues because that has been the most fun I've ever had. Um, you basically put your name into a into a hat. One person organizes it for Canada. One person organizes it for the United States. One person organizes it for England and for Europe. And then uh, you randomly get drawn a person who becomes your you become their secret Santa. So you have. Like six months basically to plan what you're going to do for them. Some people, all they do is like, and when you, when you enter your information, you tell them what army you're working on and what kind of deficiencies you may have or what you're looking for. And sometimes people just say, you know, whatever, whatever. Here, here are the armies that I play. Here's kind of the paint scheme that I use. Whatever you think will go along with this. And then some people just purchase units and send them units. Some people, like me specifically, I, I would go to the, the trouble of actually whatever it is they want, I would, I would paint it up and actually send it to them so it's ready to play. And it's basically just, in case you don't get a gift or whatever, one Christmas, you're getting at least something. And it's something that's for your hobby, something that you may not do for yourself. And it's just a little something to say thank you for being part of the community. And that has been the most fun I've had as part of a, a community. And I really hope things like that continue. I, I you know, um, I, I, I participate in other groups and activities very similar to that. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the kind of stuff I really want to see continue. So, I mean, I I can't make promises like that, but I know that from my side, I will look into make sure that keeps going. Good. I don't have much influence like on the community. Like people don't know or care who I am, in general, except that annoying shrill voice on 40k radio. <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay with that. I care. I just met you today, but I care. Thank you, Nathan. You, you, you just staved off my, my inevitable suicide by another six months. <laughs> Reset that clock. Tick. Um, no, but I, but I, 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 let's say I know people that are really good at organizing that kind of thing that I could possibly recruit if I see it's kind of flagging going okay. down. So definitely looking into that. Um, otherwise, 
I, I think that pretty much rounds up everything that we could talk about before we make this too long and, and, and too annoying. And Yeah, we're already over an hour. Yeah, so... But we have to cut out that, like, 20 minutes where we ranted, but the, the people listening to this won't know that we cut that out, so right. don't worry about well, it. Well, yeah, there is there is a 20 minute of Devrim just absolutely losing his mind about Terrace, and I don't know where that came from, because that was vitriolic, borderline toxic, and just plain old I've mean. never heard that language before, I, either. Honestly, Devrim seems like such a nice guy usually, but... But for that for that amount of time, I don't know what it is about notes. terrorists that made notes. him so angry. You know, I would have to cut all this out. Yeah, it was fearful. Just like they, everything went right back up inside me. Like I was just, <laughs> I was afraid. Yeah. So, um, for, so yeah. So I'm not. I don't. I just want to thank uh, Owen and, and Nathan for joining us. Uh, it was very cool for you to to uh, to replace my uh, my my sick and, and all unfortunate your staff. staff. Yeah, my staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, thank I'm you for fine. having. Us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Devrim did not push you on me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed up and was like, you have one more now. Hello. Yeah. No, it was uh, actually this very much in the spirit of Adepticon, it allowed me to meet two new really awesome gamers, and I'm glad it happened. And we're only two hours away, so we could easily put together a little Oh, damn, that's reunions. true. You guys are, like, close. Yeah, back that's on the amazing. Show. Yeah, absolutely. So, thanks again for being on the show. Devrim, thanks for organizing this. My You're at pleasure. Adepticon. And f- from Adepticon, for 40K Radio, JF Dubo saying, uh, guys, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.